Welcome to Tucson New Thought. Thank you, thank you. I have a little story to tell you that's uh, related to the uh, cooking. Um, I'm not going to call anybody out by name, but I once... uh, Nobody in this room. Nobody in this room. Uh, I was on... I, I went on... I was dating this guy. <laughs> I was dating this guy. And uh, the, one of the first time, like one of our first dates that we uh, had where it was like not going out to eat, he invited me home to his place and he was going to cook a meal for me. I was like, oh, well, that's really lovely. Like super exciting. It's like that is really special when somebody cooks you a meal. And so I go over to his place and he's got candles lit and the table set and everything. And he brings out... <laughs> He does not bring out scrambled eggs. He was trying to be really, really special. So he was going to get uh, like a beautiful piece of steak and then wrap it in bacon. And like, you know, this was the most well-cooked steak I've ever eaten in my life. Like, like hockey puck that was wrapped in like kind of soggy bacon. <laughs> and it was, you know, you, you're you're at the beginning of a, you're at the beginnings of a dating relationship, and you think, okay, how do I address this? Here's what I know, that if this person ends up being my husband, which he did, <laughs> I am going to teach him, I'm going to teach him how to cook, and I'm going to teach him how to cook well. <laughs> I didn't name his name. He is a magnificent cook now, though, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to start with this question today, and it is this. What is the action of love? I want you to really think about that. What is the action of love? We, we speak in this philosophy about a creative power, a creative energy, that everything that exists is this creative energy in manifest form, and we are all part of this wonderful, magnificent universe that is constantly evolving itself into greater creations of itself, But if we are going to look personally at our heart and know that that creative power is love, what is the action of love? What is the action of love? It's a rhetorical question. I'm going to let it be a rhetorical question today. (laughs) It really was. So so for, for six years in Toronto, I almost always started questions by saying, this is a rhetorical question or not, depending on how I was feeling in the moment. I think that when I ask these kinds of questions, it's because it's the question that is resonating in my heart. That's, that's, what's really what, that's really what's happening here. And, you know, I've been watching the experience of, uh, I've, been, I've, I've been observing the experience of heartache in this world. I've been experiencing the challenges of this world, as I'm sure many of us do. And I have to ask myself, if I am preaching the action of love, what am I doing? What am I doing? Because it's super easy. I love that you said this. It's super easy to cook in my own kitchen, but not get involved with the rest of the world. It's super easy. And there may be a lot that I can learn by reading the cookbook. You know, we have many cookbooks in this philosophy. This is my favorite. The Power of Decision is my favorite. But this book that we utilize, The Science of Mind, in this particular branch of New Thought, those are cookbooks 
to deepen our understanding of ways in which we can approach the world. But that's not the answer. Those are not the answer. It's the way we take these words, incorporate them into our experience, and say, this is the way I choose to be in the world. And I think that when we're rooted with that understanding of love only, that there is only love, that's it. When we are rooted in that understanding, and that is the point from which we are expressing our light, it all gets better. And isn't that what we're looking for? We're looking for our world to get better. We are looking to heal the world. We talk about a world that works for everyone in this philosophy. That's a, that, many people would look at that and say, that's a mighty big ideal. Like, how are you, how are you really going to do that? Well, first of all, I have, to, I have to decide personally that I can do it. Because as Ernest Holmes says, one alone in consciousness with the infinite constitutes a complete majority. And if we believe that we are absent power in any way, shape, or form, then that is the life we are going to experience, a life that is powerless, because that's the belief. That is the point of view that we are holding on to. And so if we are looking to be the action of love, and that's what I think the answer is. What is the action of love? It is us in form doing what we need to do to make our lives better and the lives for everyone we encounter better. And this includes everyone that we see on the television. This includes everyone we read about in the news. Their lives can be better when we settle ourselves into that conscious state of being and knowing that we are love embodied, and that becomes the expression of life. I want us all to allow ourselves to be more open today than ever before. Jason Collins, he was a basketball player. I know I'm actually going to quote a sports figure. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not my thing. Like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm gonna, you'd, you're probably more likely to have me quote like Broadway musicals, because that's my background. But I'm going to quote a, a uh, sports figure. And he said this, openness may not completely disarm prejudice but it's a good place to start. You know, I was very emotional last week when I talked about the experience of hate, the experiences that we were observing in the world. I was very emotional. And uh, that came through. As I know you all know who were here, and those of you who may have watched, I was really, I was really uh, rooted in my emotion last week. And there was a part of me that started to apologize for it. And I realize now in retrospect, and I'm grateful that you called me out on it in the moment, I don't need to apologize for having my feelings about what's happening in the world. None of us do. But what I, what I insist upon, and this is what I have done for myself, is that we take those feelings and we allow them to motivate us into action when they come up. Because otherwise, what is the point of having the feeling? And so that led me on the path of, you know, of course, doing my thing on social media, which is like, putting out word and like saying, we have an opportunity to step into a new expression of being right here and right now. And if you have a willingness, and this is, you have to decide if you have the willingness, I had the willingness to contact representatives this week and demand change, to demand that they no longer sit on their hands in a way that is detrimental to this society. But I had to allow myself to first and foremost be open about how I was feeling. Not to you, to me, to me. Openness may not completely disarm prejudice, but it's a good place to start. 
How many of us close ourselves off to other people when we discover any number of things we might discover about other people? Just check in with yourself. That's rhetorical. Thank God. <laughs> I'm not asking you to like... <laughs> Just check in with yourself. To what degree do you close yourself off if you discover something different about someone else? Here's the, uh, here's the news that I have to tell you today. Every single person is different from you. Because we are individualized, unique expressions of this divine power. Each and every one of us is unique. That means there is no other like us. So everyone is different. Now, we may perceive differences in a way that we make decisions and we squash down the power of those people in our own hearts and minds. We don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. Ultimately, what that does is it squashes down the power that we have in our hearts and our minds for ourselves. But what it also calls for us to do is to be ourselves more and more and more without apology to so fundamentally be ourselves that we are a light in this world because that's what happens when we are truly ourselves. Just being yourself can be an act of rebellion. I see it all over. I see it in my community. I'm, you, know, you know that I have a husband, so you may have deduced that I am part of the LGBTQ community. I know, shocking. And a minister. I know, those things don't, like, people think those things don't go hand in hand, but they do. Because, as I've said this previously, it was actually harder for me to come out as a spiritual person than it was to come out as a gay man, <laughs> especially in the LGBTQ community, because there is such a block in that community to, to uh, spiritual paths, faith traditions, and religions. Because there's, frankly, it's a misunderstanding. Now, there, I admit, there are particular paths that support the idea that there are people in this world who are less than, I don't subscribe to that notion. And in fact, if I'm going to be preaching as a minister, all I want to preach is love. That's it. That's it. I just want to preach love. So being yourself, as I said, can be an act of rebellion. So being me as an openly gay man, as an openly gay man who is leading a spiritual community is an act of rebellion. Leading a spiritual community is an act of rebellion. And I said last week that it is, it, is, it, it, it is, yes, easy for me to say, I said last week that we as spiritual beings are the ones who will change the world, not the politicians. It's always been spiritual paths and faith traditions that have changed the world most profoundly, never politics. Politics moves at a snail's pace. But if you look, and, it's, and I'm not saying that it's over, but if you look at the, at the effect of Dr. Martin Luther King, a man of faith, and the way he used his faith in the world to make change in this world, it's still unfolding. But that created a major shift in this country and in the world. But it took people of faith to say, I am not willing any longer to allow myself to be anything other than my most magnificent self. But what that means to be yourself as an act of rebellion is that you got to get in the kitchen. 
You gotta be the one who's gonna go in and say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make something magnificent. The entire world is our kitchen. The entire world is our kitchen. And if you are looking to make a most magnificent meal that we can all share, you gotta get in the kitchen. You gotta step up and you gotta do it. So today is a call for action in life, not just ruminating on philosophical ideas, which is what I did for a very long time. I'm like, oh, what a lovely spiritual philosophy I found. It's very intellectual and I can understand it at the core of my mind, but it took a long time to get to my heart. It did. Recognize where you are. Are you more rooted in mind or are you more rooted in heart? And allow yourself to say, you know what? Today, I take a step to be more rooted in my heart. Let's see what spirit has to say about this. So those of you who don't know what I do, <laughs> if this is your first time here, as you came in, you were probably asked to write down a number between 1 and 165. And I choose that number at random. That is so funny. It's the same number as last week. No, it's not the same number as last week. No, the last week it was 3. This week it's 33. And then I go to the book that I'm using. Yeah, I go to the book that I'm using, I turn to page 33, and then I count the number of paragraphs. One, two, three, I have three paragraphs, which one? Three. Three? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Often I have watched a party of four people seated in a restaurant reading menus. <laughs> They seem to have quite a time deciding on the main course. One of them will turn to the other and ask, what are you going to have? The friend replies that he's going to have the roast beef. At once, the questioner puts down his menu and says, I'll have that too, thereby avoiding his own decision. This may seem like a trivial illustration, but it is not. It reveals how easy it is to fall into the habit of having other people decide matters for us. Such a person has, without realizing it, lessened his individuality. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> like I, every week, I'm like, I, if I just put my faith and trust, it all works out in exactly the way it needs to. Last time we had that number, you wrote from the strength of mind. Yeah. 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 Often I have watched a party of four people seated in a restaurant reading menus. Oh, you know, it's funny because there's a thing that I wrote here. It means getting in the kitchen, not just ordering in, not just going to a restaurant. But here's the, here's the message that is so important today. I get up here every single week and I say, here's what I believe, here's what I think, here's what I teach. But it is up to each and every one of you to individualize what you know and what you know to be true in your heart. Because I will never say, we believe. Because I don't know what you believe. I don't. I don't. Now, if you decide that you're going to have the roast beef just because I'm having the roast beef, I trust it's going to be good roast beef. But if it's not, if that roast beef does not work for you, then find something else that will. You don't really hear a lot of ministers saying that. If this doesn't work for you, there's something out there that will. There is something out there that will. But we have to be true to our own understanding, what is in our heart, what is in our soul, what is in our mind. We have to be true to that. Hmm. 
They seem to have quite a time deciding the main course, right? I'll have that too. And yet, I also make a joke of it every time I talk about, you know, when we are beacons of love and light in the world, that we can express ourselves from that point of view in the world, and we should trust and know that people are going to look at us and say, I'll have what he's having, or I'll have what she's having. It's the When Harry Met Sally thing, right? <laughs> that life is so good. I'll let you go and decide how good that is. Life is so good and so magnificent for us that people will go, oh, look at that light. That's so magnificent. I'll have what he's having. I'll have what she's having. But it's up to each and every one of us to make the decision for ourselves. We don't proselytize within this philosophy. We don't. We don't, like, actually, I've had a funny uh, notion that I should, if I were to proselytize, I'd go out there with my Science of Mind book and I would probably stand on the corner and say, You are not a sinner. <laughs> You are not going to hell. <laughs> Heaven is a state of mind. Let's live it now. <laughs> we get to decide for ourselves because we are individualizations of the one. And if we are going to evolve into the next expression, and I think that, and I think new thought philosophies, uh, we, are, we, are so, we are on the cusp of a major evolution in terms of how we are in this world. It is rooted in this ancient wisdom. It is rooted in the core knowledge that there is one power and one presence. That's it. It is rooted in that idea. But what we do with it is the way that we evolve. That is how we act from love. That is how we are activating love in our lives. But are you, are you looking to avoid making a decision for yourself? It's a personal question. It's a rhetorical question. I am notorious. My father will tell you. It's like, where should we go have lunch? I don't know. Right? <laughs> I'm always the I don't know guy. Oh, so this is what it brings up for me. The greatest. Yeah. I had some homework that I'm going to change up now. And I've, and I've given this homework before, and everybody is going to go, oh, no, not this again. This is the homework this week. Say yes to oh, everything. No, not this again. <laughs> If you are invited out by friends, say yes. If you are invited to go volunteer in Guatemala, say yes. Allow yourself to live in a world of yes, because as you live in a world of yes, you lessen the no's that you're feeling in your own heart. And I'll tell you, it's going to open up your entire experience of life. It's scary. It is scary. But it is so worth it. It is so worth it. Say yes this week. When I said yes, and I mentioned the orphans in Guatemala, they don't like to use the they don't like to use orphan any longer. When I said yes to volunteering at Casa Guatemala uh, back in 2014, I had never been to a third world country in my life. I had never put myself out there in such a, mag in such a like, 
in such a way that you know, was going to push my buttons. And I didn't know what to expect. All I knew is that I was committing myself to going and having the experience. But it came during a week when the spiritual directive was to say yes. And when I was asked, there was that moment where I went, ah, I could say no, but I promised I would say yes, so yes. And it did. It changed my life. It really changed my life. Here's one of the things that I learned when I was there. All the stuff in the world, all the stuff that we can accumulate in this world, none of it matters. None of it matters. We spend a lot of time concerning ourselves with stuff when we're living a very privileged life in a first world country. We concern ourselves with a lot of stuff. Here, are, here I experienced 250 to 300 children in the jungles of the Rio Dulce region of Guatemala. Many of them are boarded at that school because they don't have parents. Most, a lot of them will also, like, now it's on a river, so a lot of them, and the only way to get to the school is by boat, so a lot of them come in their, like, their uh, hand-carved canoes to get to school. And these are the most joyful beings I've ever experienced in my life, happier than anybody I've ever experienced in this country. These children are magnificent. And it taught me a great lesson that I can let go of the stuff. Because joy is not found in the stuff, it's found in the heart. That's where it's found. But that all was rooted in saying yes. So what are you willing to say yes to this week? Rhetorical. What are you willing to say yes to this week? What seemingly small step can you take to step into a world of yes this week? And can you do it, as the song says, by living in the moment and allowing your life to be most, the most magnificent expression it can be? To do it, you got to say yes to the kitchen. Get in the kitchen. And put down the recipe book and allow yourself to intuit what needs to be expressed. The best meals I have ever made in my life are when I put down the recipe book and I say, I like this, and I like this, and I like this, and I like this, and let's see what happens. Let's see if it works together. And as the quote says, sometimes it doesn't work. But you know what? Most of the time it does. And it's a really special experience when that happens. So that's the homework this week. Say yes to everything that shows up. You got seven days until next Sunday. You've got seven days. If you are asked anything that requires an affirmative response, just say yes. And that is the message I offer today. Namaste. Thank you for listening. Visit TucsonNewThought.org for updates on everything that's happening at the center. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Tucson New Thought. Namaste.